0: And given that it's been a weird week, um, D girl says, thank goodness for the lack of petty stash. Right. Instead, I have my, I don't know what you'd call this. I mean, it's a, it's a beard. It's a goatee. I've been keeping this trimmed down really, really uh, short. I do miss my shaving this off and going with the full trucker. Like trim Ambrose, uh, Rugburn. I like that Rugburn. I'll go with Rugburn. It's a Rugburn, uh, rug burn configuration. Configuration. That's a great word. That's a chewy word. Configuration. How's everyone else's configuration tonight? I just dropped in to see what condition your condition was in. All right. Is it just you? You can't hear anything. Double D and D girl, can you hear? Wild Bill, can you hear? Okay, uh says it's just you. That's good, because if I had to do all sorts of tech support because this thing was fucked up, I might just put it in my washing machine in the other room and be done with it. Black Cat, maybe try closing and reopening uh, whatever this is that you're watching it on. I'm sorry for that unfortunate technical mess. Um, I tell you what though, Black Cat, before we get to the true meat of this particular episode, I will wait until you can hear, because I think you will really appreciate this particular (laughs) story as it is. Um, this was inspired by a happy, positive chat um, you get out and come back. Do that. Do that. Today's nightcap is inspired by a fun and funny conversation I had on Twitter today, as opposed to the one crappy interaction that I had on Twitter today. That you know what? I'm just not going to give any more fuel to that fire. If you want to read about it, you can just go to my timeline and look at my mentions. Didn't go so great, Um, but I'm not giving that ember of poop any more oxygen or air. It can just lay dead as it is. Ah, she says that that's better. Great. Um, We're going to keep tonight's nightcap to traditional nightcap length, so we're not going to go super late today. Today, we're just going to do about a half hour 45 minutes or so, and we'll be done. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do this weekend. I would say probably not, unless things open up and or the weather gets warmer, because I have, I have some cigars on the way. I got such a deal on these cigars. I, can I take a moment to just be happy about a thing? I know this really doesn't have any relevancy to anything, but I just kind of wanted to share as I hit my microphone and probably make a bunch of noise for everybody that's listening. I got 10... Drew Estate, Tabac, uh, Dolce Leche, um, always embrace the happy. See, I agree. Always embrace the happy. Today was a man. Today, today was a weird day. Not, uh, look, I had, I had an up and down good shitty day and then I had a really nice time out with some beers with a very lovely individual. Um that was a whole lot of fun. It was really nice. It was just what I needed. I wish it would have been a little warmer. It was kind of cold outside. But always nice, great company. It was was very nice. It was a lot of fun. So I got ten of these Drew Estate Tobacco Special cigars, which, you know, they're on the coffee side of things. They're a little bit more I hesitate to say sweeter, because I feel like if I say sweeter, people immediately think of like swisher sweets or like the super flavory stuff and they really aren't kind of like that they I mean it, I think they I think they massage coffee uh, oil or coffee into the leaves so you get a good coffee flavor which is nice but I got I got uh 10 of these for like forty dollars which is really quite a bargain. Uh, I mean, if you buy those at a brick and mortar store, typically I'd say they're closer to $10 a piece, if not more. Uh, so I got those as a steal. That is a, yeah, that's like 40% off from online prices. This is wild bill Flint. I got a really good deal on them. That's a fantastic cigar to have with a cup of coffee, pour a little nip of some bourbon in there. And if I can, and it's not freezing cold. That would be a great sit outside, and just have a stick and maybe have a chat uh, if people are around. So I'm excited about that. Um, basically wholesale, I got them for about wholesale price. Really, really got a fucking good deal on these, and they. It, it was a. It was it was done um, through a forum, so it was a shop that had limited a limited sale. I don't want to sound like I like hesitate to say, oh, I can't talk about it a lot because it sounds like super douchebag. But the way that that works, there's a lot of these places that like sell cigars. Now, I don't know how it is with like booze or whatever. Oh, it sounds like Tony Soprano sold them to you. Maybe it could have been. For all I know, it could be. But a lot of the places that make these cigars, they don't like when you sell or advertise that you're selling them at any other than the price that they say they want you to sell them at. They don't like when you price gouge and you sell them at way above the price. And they don't like when you do necessarily big discounts and sell them cheap, quote unquote. Obviously that doesn't mean that you can't have a sale and sell them at a little bit or whatever, but as Wild Bill has pointed out, that creates a marketing nightmare for them. So they don't like that. As a matter of fact, Caldwell, in some cases, has told places that sell their cigars for way above price, guess what? You don't get any of our fucking cigars anymore. Fuck you. Only the places that weren't price gouging are get them. You can kiss our ass. And I appreciate that. They say that you want to sell at a price, if they say that stick is meant to be sold at $11.50 and you're selling them for $17 a piece, they didn't want that to be a $17 cigar. Not only because they have other cigars that they might want to sell that are $17 a piece, but they just, they don't, they don't like it. They don't like that. So when you get these sales and you get these super deals like this, they're a little backdoor. That's not to say that they're illegal or illicit. What they'll do is they'll sell them as part of a bundle. And so they'll hide the price of that discount in a bundle. And then they'll split the bundle and just sell that to you and then recoup the other cost, whatever. So yeah, I did kind of get them at a Tony Soprano line, but if you really want to go to good, get a good deal, that's kind of how you got to get it. And I normally don't do that, but I have some forums and blah, 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 and some people that I deal with and talk to, whatever. And every now and then you can get a really good deal. So I got a really good deal. I have a whole shit... I showed you the humidor the one day. I have a whole shitload of cigars in there. I didn't really need them, but I wanted something that would good go good in the cold with like a big-ass tumbler of coffee. And these will go perfectly with that. So... Hopefully, if things warm up a little bit, that'll be a nice treat. And I can sit outside and we can just shoot the shit on a weekend day and and, and just talk. So, that's my happy story for the day. I hope um, that's also informative to you. And thank you very much for participating in the chat. As always, I hope you're doing well. This is a great and fine evening to Double D&D Girl. Hello to you as well as Black Cat's Poppy and Wild Bill Flint. Thank you so much as always for stopping by and making the Cigar Goyle Lounge the great place that I feel like it is. Sounds kind of good. They are good. That is a if you if you aren't a cigar smoker, that is honestly a pretty good stick to try if you're unsure if you're going to like it. And I always give this piece of advice, but if you're going to have a cigar, okay, a lot of people get caught in the inhale and they cough and choke and whatever. The way I like to describe drawing on a cigar, especially if you're starting out and you're not quite sure how to do it, pretend that, like, the cigar is a straw and, like, you're going to put the straw on a glass of liquid. And you were just going to fill your mouth with the liquid, but not swallow any of it. And then spit it out. That's the arrow exchange that you want to do, at least when you're starting out. That should prevent you from doing the inhale and getting into your lungs and getting all fucked up. You know, it's almost like the kissy. You just want to draw that into your mouth. Let the flavors react. And then kind of spread it out. Um, Double D D girl says, I always try to think of a super thick milkshake, but you could never truly get it to your tongue. That that's all also very good. That sort of that also works. Ellie, Michigan Smoking Blondie. Hey oh, hello. Ellie, we're talking about cigars at the moment. Ellie, if you had a first-time cigar smoker and they were curious about how you would describe the draw of a cigar to get the smoke, but not inhale it and not choke cough. What would you describe that as we had double D and D girls say, always try to think of a super thick milkshake that you could never truly get on your tongue. I liken it to, yeah, having a straw where if you, if it was in a glass of liquid, you'd want to be filling your mouth, but not swallowing any of it and then spitting it back out. Do you have any other way that you can think of to describe that? Um, but that's a good, the tobacco special is a good stick to try if somebody is new to cigars. And so, yeah, you have to work on the draw a little bit because you don't want to cough. You don't want to get sick. Now, there's one last component to that, and I've talked about this before, but I'm always willing to share. And that is that you have to walk out, watch out for nicotine sickness. Elite Fable, what up, chit? What's up? Hello, thank you for stopping by. I do appreciate it. Welcome to the stream. The other thing about uh, cigar, in that regard, is that if somebody is going to, hey, thanks for the follow. Thank you so much for the follow. Thanks so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate that. Um, if you are going to do that, you have to watch out for nicotine sickness. And one way to combat potential nicotine sickness is through the sugars that you would get out of, um, like a fruit juice. So having like a glass of orange juice or pineapple juice, if you start to feel any of that weird queasy floatiness, have, have a small glass of juice, uh, that should counteract that nicotine sickness and you should feel all right. Um, as Ellie has pointed out, the key to that too, is to make sure you don't smoke too fast. Also hundred percent accurate. Oh, you could do grape juice. I don't know if grape juice has as much of the sugars as say like a pineapple, uh, or an orange juice that like a citrus juice would have. Um, in regards to the draw, Ellie says like you're swishing with mouthwash. Lol. Not sure. It takes a minute. Uh it does take a minute to get the technique down. The biggest thing is don't draw in with your lungs like you draw in a cigarette. You're gonna cough and you're gonna feel terrible. Tonight, I'm just drinking vodka. This is a straight vodka on a glass. Nothing special. This is just um from two James. Just having some vodka. I already went out. We had some beers earlier, so I'm not drinking a whole ton. It is unusual, um, but that's a good vodka. And uh, I actually like sipping it. That It is uh, very good for Russian men. Drink vodka. Um, because we're now 14 minutes in, those of you listening to this as a podcast, you're going to take a quick break. When you come back, you're going to hear a very unusual and bizarre story. So you want to make sure you stick around for this. <laughs> The story, story of the night, the, t- the title of this episode is Mojo Priest. Now I have a really, this is a wacky-ish story. And this was inspired by a conversation they had today with the uh, inimitable Goaterhead and Flixology 101, I think uh, possibly a little bit of the Golan Globus Theater, the G&G gang. We what they were talking about was Steven Seagal. And Steven Seagal, outside of any other thing that you may think, know, have an opinion, whatever, on Steven Seagal, which you may not have known is that at some point, Steven Seagal put out blues albums. Yeah. And he didn't fake it. He actually plays the guitar and sings. How do I know this? Well, not only can you go look online and see that he's got albums, but I actually saw him in fucking concert. (laughs) I was visiting a a friend of mine who lives in California, lives in L.A., and when he's a fat doppelganger that lives in Metro Detroit. By the way, we gotta find him. I wanna, I mean. Look, I don't hate his Steven Seagal as much as some people do, but the guy's definitely put on some weight. So when you talk about fat doppelganger, do you mean more fat than he's currently fat or like regular fat fat? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have a friend who lives in California, he lives in LA, and I was taking a trip out to LA, had some work to do. I was going to schedule my flight home. Delayed a few days. <laughs> That's pretty damn cool right there. Skits better. I think you're gonna like this story. So I go out to visit this buddy and was like, yeah, I'll just schedule my flight home. Well, uh (laughs) go. Thanks, Black Cats Poppy. And I was like, Yeah, I'll schedule my flight home a few days late. Let's, you know, fucking do whatever. Now, granted, this was shit, i don't know 15 years or something ago this is quite a while ago this wasn't super recent so this is some while back i was like yeah uh you know let's hang out whatever so he had a he had a house over there he had a small house i, I think he rented it we're gonna stay in there we're gonna have some drinks it was gonna be like three or four days something like that um <laughs> double d d girl says like white old rich man birmingham fat yeah but that's how he's fat like he's <laughs> He's a rich kind of old white man at this point. Doesn't really help. (laughs) But I, I was like, yeah, whatever you want to do, dude. And so he goes, he goes, Hey, would you want to go to a concert at the fucking El Rey theater? I was like, yeah, okay. Why not? Sure. I was like, well, you know, who are we seeing? And he goes, I don't want to tell you. I was like, okay. He goes, trust me. I think you're going to like it. No, this fella, friend of mine, he's as much of a sarcastic, roguish pain in the ass as I am. So I'm like, all right, I'll trust you. So I right go over there. We're hanging out. We have the day of the concert. And he's he's still, he's not going to tell me who it is. So we go out, we have some drinks beforehand. We get admittedly kind of tanked. So we go out, we have beers. You know, He's got some crew that he knows that's in around LA. This is kind of like Swingers Light, but without the rest of the cool production and more, what the fuck is this? So you have this group, and it's all right, we're going to the LRA. So we start driving to the LRA. As we're pulling up, I see the marquee and it's Steven Seagal. It's Steven Seagal and he's, I believe at the time, going to be playing selections from his Mojo Priest album. I'm like, is this a cover? Like a, like a cover band? He goes, no. He has a blues band and he's going to be fucking playing live. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, he's going to be playing here live. And we all died laughing because none of the rest of them knew either. And he he just bought these tickets. He got them through his agent. So he got them through his agent. So he didn't have to pay or whatever for him. He got these tickets through his agent. None of the rest of the guys in the crew knew. He had done the same thing with all of them. No, we're just going to go. Trust me, it's going to be a good show. You're going to love it. So fucking... (laughs) We <laughs> show up at the El Ray. There's a pretty good crowd there, right? I mean, they don't let the place get totally wall-to-wall packed, but it was full. There wasn't like one or two people in the crowd. That was a pretty, pretty much for the tickets. That was like a sold-out show. So the whole El Ray theater was full of all these people. And I'm still thinking to myself, this has got to be some bullshit. No fucking way. It's going to be like Kurt Russell dressed like Steven Seagal or something, right? Or fucking, it's going to be some Indonesian guy or whatever, fucking dressed like Steven Seagal, right? Hey, Joey, how's it going? Joey, we're talking about Steven Seagal playing a blues concert. Holy fuck, Batman, right? Start so this concert, okay, they have a drink thing. so people are getting drinks or doing whatever. Steven Who? Steven Seagal, the uh actor, uh in a whole bunch of movies, for good or for ill. Um you're not Western. Yeah, but he's been in a lot of Eastern movies at this point. As a matter of fact, the if you go by his filmography, the bulk of the movies that he's made at this point have all been made in the East. Um shit, I think most of them now made in Russia, um, out over there. He's God. If he, I swear it's another one. Just made like he makes like a movie a week, and those movies apparently make a lot of money. They're low budget to make, and for whatever reason, they just love that dude over there. So fucking whatever, right? Um, but Steven Seagal, S E A G A L. You can look that up. You can look at his filmography, whatever. Um, he was a legit martial artist in Japan for a number of years before he got chewed up and completely psycho by Hollywood. But anyway, we go in there, a bunch of people are drinking. Um, Yeah, but add an A, -A. S-E-A, S-E-A-G-A-L. So we're in there watching this concert, you know, the fucking curtain opens and it's him and he's wearing blue jeans in a pink salmon gi top that's like a satin it's a satin sleeveless gi top and he's got a fucking guitar and he's got a band behind him and he comes out and he's talking in like a Louisiana accent. <laughs> and then Fucking wobble, Jesus fucking Christ of course he is. Yeah. Hey everybody my name's Steven Seagal and we're here to play you some music. And then like The guy starts playing, he's playing, fucking starts playing the blues. And it was good. (laughs) And he starts, he starts playing these songs. He starts playing these fucking songs. And, uh, he has backup singers and a whole band and shit on stage. And he's all like, he's getting into it. Like, Okay. In terms of acting, it may have been the best acting I have ever seen the guy do in my life. Whether he was acting or not, I don't know. But God, he was into it. He's all like, he's all doing the fucking, oh, he's into it. He's playing the blues. And, oh, yeah, everybody. And he's singing and he's got this like southern fucking accent. (laughs) Yeah, he can be the entertainment in your town saloon. I don't know. Dude, he sold out the L-Ray. <laughs> fucking Lobar, Dude, who cares? He was jamming. And Dude, he plays this first fucking song. So he's playing this first fucking song. And like, initially when he comes out, I don't want to say there's a murmur of laughter. But there was maybe a little bit of a murmur of laughter because I had to imagine a lot of people that were there had friends that brought them there that did exactly what my friend did, which is we're going to the show and they didn't tell him what it was. And they all thought it was a fucking bamboozle. They all thought this was going to be bullshit. That it was going to be some other fucking impersonator or whatever. And so when the curtain opens and he's fucking standing up there, everybody was just like, What? What the fuck? And especially when he starts talking like I'm Steven Seagal, and we're gonna play some songs for all y'all. Like, what in the hell? And I was surprised it was the Russian man. Ah, that guy. <laughs> so he's playing these blues songs, and initially everybody's kind of laughs. But then, as he starts jamming, and he starts rocking, the place goes like dead fucking quiet. And I'm like, again, I'm a little buzzed. Just kind of looking around, I'm like, my. I- <laughs> my only one kind of like, this is pretty good. And started looking around, and yeah, like, everybody starts looking around. Yeah, holy crap, is he good? everybody starts looking around. Everybody. I'm like, I'm looking to strangers. I know on the side, like, are you all seeing this? And he's up there and he's fucking rocking. And he gets into like the second, he gets into like the second song. Isn't he a master of the force push? No, he was a he was a legit instructor in Aikido, uh, hard Aikido for, uh, a long time. Um, there's boatloads of history, uh, on the guy online, Joey, um, just look up Steven Seagal's Wikipedia page or something like that. But he gets to like the second song and I swear it was like the, f- it was like that fucking scene in the Blues Brothers where initially it's dead quiet and you're like, oh shit, they're bombing. And No. People start fucking like getting into it and he's playing the second song. People start like fucking, you can see like toes tapping. People start like fucking like, yeah, looking, raising glasses. And dude, he starts rocking out. It was good. I'm not saying it was like the best concert I ever saw, but you expected, you expected a fucking nickel steak. And instead, what you got was Texas Roadhouse. All right, and so he's up there playing. He's up there playing. People start clapping. People start laughing, despite themselves. Not laughing at it that it's ridiculous. They're laughing at the fact that they can't believe that they're. This is actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, he's born in Michigan. He's born. He's from uh, fucking Lansing. He's from fucking Lansing, Michigan. Um. Why was this talent hidden from us? I, I don't know. A lot of people... He did, like, multiple ad albums. The Sounds of the Crystal Caves, I think, is one of them. The Crystal Caverns. Mojo Priest. I think he's got, like, three... He's got, like, fucking three albums or some shit. They're not bad. I'm not saying you're going to be like, Wow, this is a great... But they're not... They're better than you will expect them to be. So, Yeah he's up there, he's fucking playing the song and people are like laughing. Cause they can't believe it, how much they're enjoying the music. And so I'm, I'm drinking a drink and I hear next to me, this guy start talking. He's on the fucking phone and he's on the phone and he's laughing as he's talking to somebody. And he goes, yeah, yeah, man, those fucking, t- those fucking tickets you got. I can't believe this. You sent me to this show and I was like, Oh man, fuck you. He goes, But I can't believe it. I'm listening to this concert. And he's actually really fucking good. (laughs) Oh. I'm not going to hold up. They removed PogChamp. Look look it up, Joey. Go look up online. Go Go to Twitch's Twitter account. So yeah, this guy next to me is like, I can't believe it. He's actually fucking good. And he's just dying laughing. And I'm looking around, and everybody's the same way. And then everybody just starts kind of partying. It was fucking great. God, it was hilarious. It was, a, it was a fucking good time, dude. Everybody's laughing and kind of rocking out. It was decent. It was a fucking decent concert. Totally blown away in terms of I my, the bar was set so low, you couldn't have swept underneath it. And honestly, I've been to worse concerts. <laughs> I've been to way worse concerts. And so I kind of dug it. I kind of fucking dug it. And he, <laughs> and he gets to the end of the show. It's the end of the show. The finisher's set. Everybody's fucking half in the bag. It's fucking fun. And uh, did I pay extra? Pay extra for what? No, I mean, I we had free tickets. So all we had to do was buy drinks. So we just bought drinks. That was... Again, sponsored by this guy's agent. Who knows? It was probably whatever Hollywood agent, I imagine, probably got boatloads of these. They're probably either some collaboration through other agents. I mean, they do shit like that all the time. They don't want those guys to go play those venues and have nobody show up. So they'll give tickets to everybody and just say, look, just go. Here's free tickets. Just go. All you do is pay for drinks. Here's a parking voucher, or whatever. It's a free fucking show. Please just go and just rep it as a client, (laughs) but it was solid. It was fucking solid. I actually (laughs) fucking enjoyed it. And so my friend is a Hollywood movie star. I can't talk a whole ton about a lot of that. Um, he's done work. He's done work and, um, he's done a lot of writing, uh, and a lot of rewrites for stuff in Hollywood. Um, But so, the show ends, (laughs) and they announce he's going to do autographs, and I'm like, oh oh my god, you've got to be shitting me? So he comes out, he looks like he's dropped some fucking whatever shit when he comes out, but he comes out, and he has kind of his little entourage, and they have a table and shit set up, so I'm like... Absolutely, I'm getting in line. I'm gonna get fucking. You know, I'm gonna say hi, get autograph. He's in the mob too, so I get my cigars. Um, no comment. That was my Gene Simmons. No comment, by the way. Um, So I'm only really in line. Number one. If you were unfamiliar and didn't know, Steven Seagal is a big dude. He's like six five, six five pushing six six. And at the time when he was doing this concert, I'm not saying he was in the best shape he's ever been in, but it was before he really kind of, and so like, dude, he was a big dude. Like that is not a small guy. Like he looked like he could fucking pound you on. I'm not a small dude. I'm six two. Yeah. He was thick. I mean, he was a big motherfucker. (laughs) Like, and, uh, number one, it was just wild. Because he's the opposite of a lot of other Hollywood movie stars. They're like, oh, wow, he looks much bigger on screen. Actually, he looks, in a sense, he almost looks smaller on screen than he was in real life. He's not a small dude. And so he comes out. Yeah, and he's waving. He's going to do these autographs. And so I, you know, uh, you didn't know. You're strangely attracted to him after these stories. <laughs> so I went up there. I was like, oh, Steven Skull been a meow, been a fan all the way back since you know, above the above the law. Love your movies, man. Great fucking concert, awesome music. You know, I'm from fucking Detroit. Love to see this dude. And he's like, Oh yeah, man. Fucking I'm from Detroit too. And so he has, oh you want this made out too. And so I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And and you ready for this? Oh, did I put this up? So- nope. Wait, hold on. Just so you know that I'm not entirely full of shit. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I'm from Detroit, too. Signed, Steven Seagal. <laughs> No, he's not Russian, he's from Detroit. (laughs) He's from fucking Michigan. (laughs) Look at that shit. This fucking gee top out there playing fucking blues. Oh my God, it was so funny. And it's just as, it's just, uh, it's just quick Hollywood signing signatures. You know, they, they, he's got a Sharpie, he's got a Sharpie and they just quickly sign it. I mean, handwriting isn't the great, greatest Joey. You got to figure shit. He had, I don't know, hundreds of people that he had to do again. I think most people thought it was just going to be a hilarious meltdown joke shit show. And after they get done with the concert, everybody was so amped up and thought it was so fun. Everybody wanted to go up there and get up fucking autographs. You figure normally, like if he did now when he showed up, people would be like, ah, fuck this guy. No, man, everybody was in there. It was a blast. It was an absolute fucking blast. (laughs) So that's my fucking, I got a signed picture from... Seeing Steven Seagal in fucking concert. Some play a live blues concert. Can you believe that shit? Oh, it's great to be alive. (laughs) So I bought CDs and t-shirts. I bought all these Mojo Priest t-shirts and brought them home and gave them to a bunch of my buddies and so we were walking around with these Steven Seagal's blues T-shirts. Mo- oh yeah, Mojo Priest. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking had Steven Seagal's albums. I had, I think, a couple of his CDs that were signed. Like he signed, he signed on my butt like a a boatload of merchandise. We, we got out of there i don't th- i had the biggest smile on my face and could not stop laughing despite myself for the rest of the fucking night it was just absolutely incredible <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the story is don't judge a book by its thick cover <laughs> Oh. Joey that, Joey, that was like, I don't know, fucking 15 years or something ago. Those shirts and the the CDs and all that stuff, I, I would have to either ask somebody or whatever I have them. All I have left is, for me personally, is that picture. I think the one shirt I had, uh, I think, fell apart and got, you know, just got faded in the decal and everything started to disintegrate. So I just got rid of it. But I do still have... I do still have the signed picture. I'm not a huge memorabilia collectible guy, but I bet you I'm one of the only people that you know that has a signed blues picture of Steven Seagal in concert playing at the El Ray Theater in fucking LA. So there you go. That's your action movie star ridiculous story tale for the evening. <laughs> Cheers to you all out there. Um gonna frame it. Yeah. I think uh the next house that I move to, if I have uh, you know, I want to get like a media room set up where I do all the recording, I want to put all that stuff in there. This this here. I got I got some other ones in here. But I feel like I might need to I might need to wait on some of these. Some of them are less memorable than others. Um, not that he's any less of a cool dude. But it used to be wait till Det Russia Man die and you can sell that for fifteen K So That's possible. On eBay, I'll I'll go to eBay.ru and I'll sell that on there and they'll that'll be a fortune. This is fucking when he's a blue I am surprised he hasn't done shit like that in some of his movies. But now he's all like he his beard looks like it's made out of plastic and it looks like somebody spray painted his hair with grill paint. It used to be by the way, um it used to be by the way, that on Bruce Campbell's website, you could I think email, you could fill something out, send something in, and he would send you a postcard. And I thought it was bullshit. No, you're not gonna get nothing. So anyway, I fill it out. Look what I got back. I'm going to block this out here on the other side, but that's a Bruce signed postcard from Bruce Campbell. He used to just send these out. All you had to do, I think was send, I don't even know if you had to send postage, but you used to be able to just get a, you just used to be able to just get a postcard of Bruce Campbell. So that's where I got my Bruce Campbell. Um, I have a couple of other fun little, um, other fun little, so, you know what? I'll just, no, yeah, I'm going to save a couple of these other ones. I'll save a couple of these other ones. I have one in here that I absolutely cherish. Actually, I cherish both of these to be honest, but there, there's one in particular that's really fun and really funny. Um, and so that, that one in particular, I, I have to really, uh, kind of save, but, um, the, the guys, uh, Flexology 101, uh, on 101, and the Golden Globus guys were talking about that. And I you know, was thinking about, oh, I want like a fun, uh, you know, I want a fun sort of a nightcap topic today. I don't really want to go on for too long. I was like, oh my God, I have to tell about the Steven Seagal concert, the fucking blues concert, Mojo Priest. d d Girl says, I met him once. Right before he did a mover release in Royal Oak. Yeah. Isn't he a giant guy? Like he's big. He's a fucking big dude. Um, but I'll never forget that. That was a very, very memorable moment. Uh, I greatly appreciated the buddy of mine who got that set up when I was over there. That, uh, was a once in a lifetime experience for sure. Um, nobody thought that was going to be as good as it was. Everybody that was, I think, in there thought that was just going to be the worst. And as it turned out, that was some of the most fun I've had in a concert. I don't want to say ever, because I've had a lot of ones that were really fun, but it's up there. Way, way, uh, way overshot the moon on that one. Fucking fantastic. So, uh, for those of you listening to this as a podcast, as I always say, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit, and we will see you again later. Uh, we won't do an episode tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll take a couple of days off. We'll see you again Sunday. Uh, you'll probably be listening to this on Friday. So have a good weekend.